This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kiaro, hola. Jambon bote. Salam. Omidvaram emruz ruz khubi dashte bashid. You're currently tuned into Refugee Youth Corner, a podcast by Red Cross Youth that shares refugee stories, dastan, experiences, and cultural knowledge. Farhang. We play good music too. Please make sure to tune in every second Saturday of the month at 10 a.m. Oh, there's a star in 
Kia ora everyone. Um, salam alaikum and salam <laughs> um, habari and hello to everyone. Uh, my name is Elizabeth and I'm a youth worker at New Zealand Red Cross and the show that you're currently listening to is Refugee Youth Corner here on Plains FM. Today, our program is really exciting. On the 20th of June is World Refugee Day. So this program is dedicated to everyone from a refugee background and all the allies and just everyone that supports those wonderful, resilient communities. I am specifically excited because this means a lot to me, not just on a personal level, but also for everyone else that I have had the opportunity to work with. Watching how strong people are, how resilient they are, and most importantly, just the idea that people can go through such a difficult time and still remain amazing and giving and loving, it inspires me so much and it's such a beautiful thing to watch. Um, The song you just listened to, is Pearls by India Ari. For those of you that are interested in listening to that, it's so beautiful. And I just think it just captures the essence of the refugee struggle. So World Refugee Day is the 20th of June, which is on Monday this week. But um, a lot of the celebrations will be this weekend. So for those of you that want to celebrate with refugee communities, um, just be on the lookout and see what's happening this weekend. And um, if there's any events, it would be nice to attend. Or you can just spend the day learning more about people from those different backgrounds, their culture, learning about um, how you can support them better, and just also listening to their stories. There's lots of resources online that you can check out. But the most important thing is putting yourself out there because These people are human and they deserve all the love and support that they can get. So this theme or the theme for this year's World Refugee Day is whoever, wherever, whenever, everyone has the right to seek safety. So I know that the idea of a refugee and who a refugee is and who's deserving of safety is a very controversial topic. But let's not discuss politics today. Today's a day to celebrate these people. But most importantly, this message shows that it is important for us to acknowledge that people from refugee backgrounds are human beings as well, and they deserve to feel safe. They deserve to be happy, and they deserve to be celebrated. The most important thing is understanding that people from refugee backgrounds do not choose to be a refugee. It's not a life that anyone would love to choose. And for a lot of people that come from refugee backgrounds, despite the conflict and the madness that is happening in their countries, home is home. Home is home. If all of them had a choice, majority would want to go back home, provided that it's safe and they can live healthy, happy lives over there. So for people to leave everything that they have known, to move to a different country where they don't understand the culture, the language and the system and imagine all the struggles and hoops they have to jump over. If people had a choice, a lot of them wouldn't pick that life. So 
before you judge anyone from a refugee background, please understand that no one chooses that life. It's a difficult life, a life of trauma, a life of not feeling safe, a life of financial insecurity, a life of not knowing what tomorrow lies or knowing what your plan is for the future. It's a difficult life. So let's appreciate these people. Let's love these people. Let's welcome these people because refugees are not just a label, but they're human beings like us. So before we continue this conversation and before we continue uh, talking about important topics around uh, refugees and what it means to be a refugee, I am going to play a song, a beautiful song called Gambia by Sona Jabata. I hope I've said her name well. And this song is just singing about her country, her love for her country. And the message that I'm trying to push across is that a lot of people from refugee backgrounds love home. They love their culture. They love their country. But they don't get a choice because they have to leave for their lives, literally run for their lives and to find safety and a better better life for themselves and their children. So keep it locked here on Refugee Youth Corner on Plains FM. And I look forward to having you on again. Enjoy.
Hi, hi, hi. For those of you that have just joined us, my name is Elizabeth and I work as part of the settlement team, the refugee settlement team in Christchurch. And the show you're listening to is Refugee Youth Corner, a show that is creates a platform for people from refugee backgrounds to express their ideas, to share their culture, to share their experiences, and to just contribute to society because refugees are not this invisible people, but they are part of the community and they contribute every day to our community. In fact, let me rephrase that statement. So refugees are people that are trying to seek refuge, of course. So most of them are not legally documented in that country as either a resident or as a citizen, so they are just on paper as a refugee. But once somebody is resettled, like for example, the ones that come through the quarter here to New Zealand, they become permanent residents and they're very much a New Zealander. So when that happens, we call them a former refugee. And so that terminology is really important. They are a former refugee. When you call somebody a refugee, it means that they're not part of the society. You know, there are these, some people call them aliens or whatever, which is a terrible word. But when somebody is a former refugee, that is part of their background, that is part of their experience. But they're very much Kiwis, and we should treat them like so. So today's show is celebrating World Refugee Day, which is on the 20th of June. And World Refugee Day is an international day designed by the United Nations to honor refugees around the globe. It falls each year on the 20th and celebrates the strength and courage of people who have been forced to flee their home country to escape conflict or persecution. So refugees have no choice. There's always this debate around what is a refugee and what is a migrant. Those are two different groups. Yes, refugees might fall into that whole migration environment, but something that is quite distinctive that differentiates both groups is refugees have no choice, migrants have a choice. So a lot of migrants come here on a work visa, or they come here, you know, just really by choice because some of them maybe leave their countries because uh, the economy isn't that great or it's not safe, like, you know, certain places like South Africa, for example, but that's just one example. Um, so a lot of migrants have that choice to leave, you know, despite, you know, the terrible circumstances, but a lot of them have the choice. Whereas people from refugee backgrounds have no choice than to run away, you know, for safety, for their life. And as a result, a lot of them don't even have the right paperwork. You know, a lot of them don't even have an identity because you pretty much take what you can and go. It's quite a traumatic experience for a lot of people. And a lot of them live in refugee camps for years. A lot of them have their children in refugee camps. And imagine how terrible it is being a cu- in a country that is not yours, not being able to look after yourself or your children because you don't have the right paperwork to work. Some countries do not even allow refugees to work or even to go to school, and they have very little access to health care. And to be honest, UNHCR can only do as much. They, don't, they just offer the basic needs. So a lot of these people struggle. So their journey to New Zealand or any other country is quite exceptional, and it's important for us to always remember that, to be more tolerant, to be more kind, um, to reflect, you know, imagine 
a refugee, like I said, is not a choice. It can happen to anyone. So do not be rude. Do not be mean. And always have compassion and support those groups anyhow you can. And if you do not have finances, you know, support isn't always about financial support. But if you can stand up for someone, if you can be kind to them, if you can help them when you see them struggling in the supermarket or struggling anywhere in your community, then you're doing your part in supporting these communities. The theme for this year's World Refugee Day is whoever, wherever, whenever, everyone has uh, the right to seek safety. So, and I'll add everyone has the right to be loved, to be honest. You know, if you're a decent human being, you will treat others the way you would like to be treated if you're in the same position. Speaking of exceptional people, Today here uh, in the studio, I have an amazing young man that is from a refugee background, and I'll just let him introduce himself. Thank you, Eliza. My name is Samuel Hadraikwaski. I'm from a refugee uh, who came from Ethiopia. Yeah, and uh, I'm a third year student at the University of uh, Canterbury, a study social work. Awesome. So how long have you been in New Zealand, Sammy? Mm, a little more than two and a half years. Oh, that's amazing. And how have you found it so far? Mm, incredibly great. Incredibly great. And and what is like one thing you found really challenging, like, you know, moving from, let's say it's East Africa, right? Yep. Ethiopia to, you know, the West, so New Zealand. What's like one thing you found really challenging moving here? Mm, maybe being away from family. Mm-hmm. And um, most of all, trying to balance uh, life and school mm-hmm. is really a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, so you did say that you're a social worker. First of all, I want to co- congratulate you on getting that Pegasus Health Scholarship two years in a row. That Thanks is so amazing. Uh, Sami has made such a great progress, and he's he's a top performing student, and he supports Red Cross. He gives back to the refugee community, um, despite being really busy with school and work and trying to balance life. So we really appreciate him at Red Cross and his contribution, as well as just the idea that you are literally an inspiration. So I don't know if anyone has told you this, Sami, but you inspire us so much, and We are so grateful to have you as part of our team. So let's just actually talk about what you do at Red Cross. What do you do at Red Cross? Um, Thank you, first of all, Eliza. Um, I really feel honored uh, to hear these beautiful words. Yeah, I work as a cross-cultural worker with the Red Cross. Yeah, my my job is just uh, helping uh, clients and uh, service providers engage. Um, I interpret uh, and uh, I try to fill the gap yeah, in terms of yeah, the cultural differences in, you know. That's amazing. And another thing that I've noticed is that, so you, you're from Ethiopia, but you're also Eritrean? I'm Eritrean, yes. uh, but I came from Ethiopia. I was born and raised in Ethiopia. Um, that's amazing. So one thing that I found quite common in a lot of my clients is people that are born in a different country sometimes identify more with that other country. And so when they come to New Zealand and engage with their wider community, they find it a little bit challenging sometimes because they might not understand certain aspects of their culture. 
So you can imagine you come to New Zealand and you feel like an outcast, not just by that idea of you being different from, you know, your usual normal Kiwi, but also being different from your own community. Yep. So is that something that you find challenging or you think not really because... It's not not challenging. Mm. I feel very much accepted with my own community as Mm. well as by the other communities, like the Ethiopians. Like you said, yeah, there are a lot of aspects that, that I I identify yes. myself with the Ethiopians because I'm very much fluent with the Ethiopian language, mm-hmm. with Amharic, yes. than my own yeah. language, Tigrinya. Yeah. And uh, like you said, since I was born and raised in Ethiopia and spent almost half of my age, my age mm. in Ethiopia, uh, there are a lot of things that I took as my own yeah. and I I don't feel a discomfort uh, being both yeah, yeah yeah it's something that helps me you know mm. engage with with multicultural yeah. society you know yeah. yeah no and you know let me actually I need to apologize I'm not trying to erase your existence as an Eritrean but I was just asking whether that is something a challenge that you find as well yep. you know like some other individuals that share the same story yep, as you? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So um, what inspired you to become a social worker? Why do you want to become a social worker? I mean, Lord, I butchered that sentence. <laughs> what I mean is, what inspired you to become a social worker? And uh, why is it something that, are you a profession that you're passionate about? Um, I think it's just my personal experience, my journey. Mm. Um, like you, uh, in your introduction, you said I'm a former refugee, being a former refugee and, you know, uh, having spent a lot of time mm. being away from home and family and stuff, you know, you, you, you kind of feel the need to be, you know, supported all the time. Yes. And at the same time, there are, there are things that you feel like you can contribute mm. to. Mm. Now I'm here. In New Zealand, I'm no more refugee. Yes. I'm just a former refugee. Yes. But what can I contribute with this experience that I have? Okay. So not only that, being a journalist at some point of my time, my life has a lot to do with me coming to be mm. a social worker. Mm-hmm. It's all about advocacy for those people yes. who are yes. oppressed, who are... Uh, being exploited, mm-hmm. being abused and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. How I may help these people? How may I contribute? These are the things that helped me, you know, choose social work. Mm. And that's that, that's really amazing. Um, so before we continue with this interview, we're going to take a little break. Uh, we're going to play a song that is Sami's Choice. And he is going to introduce that song. And please keep it locked because we we are still having great discussions over here. My name is Elizabeth and I work as part of the refugee migrant um, settlement team at Red Cross. And Sami here is a former client, but is also a colleague. So he's a cross-cultural worker at Red Cross and he has such an amazing, beautiful story. So please keep it locked and, you know, we will be back soon. The song is uh, by Bob Marley, Africa Unite. Enjoy the song, please.
we're moving right out of Babylon. And we're going to our father's land. Yeah. How good and how pleasant it would be. Unite by Bob Mali. For those of you that are just joining us, you are tuned into Refugee Youth Corner here at Plains FM. For those of you that want to catch the show later, maybe you've missed a bit, um, please go check us out at um, the Plains FM website. And our show is called Refugee Youth Corner. And we air every second Saturday of the month. So go check us out online. Uh, we do not really have any social media yet, but we are working on it. Um, however, this show is by Red Cross. Um, I work for Red Cross, so I run this program. And the goal and the idea around this show is just creating a platform for young people from refugee backgrounds to share their stories, to express themselves, and to contribute You know, in the media space. So the theme of today's show is World Refugee Day, which is on the 20th of June this year. And the theme of World Refugee Day is whoever, wherever, whenever, everyone has the right to seek safety. In studio, our guest today is Samuel, who is a social worker, is Eritrean, is from a refugee background, and is just pretty much amazing. So um, we are continuing our discussion around being a social worker and what that means to him and just a little bit about his um, refugee story. So Sami, um, 
tell us a little bit about what you look forward to doing in the future when you become a social worker. Uh, that's a bit of a hard question. Mm -hmm. I'm a bit undecisive what I'm going to do, but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that I will be a great asset to community, especially uh, with, with uh, a refugee background. Uh, because I have, like like uh, you have introduced, I uh, have a refugee background myself yes. and I know what it means mm. to be a refugee and uh, what are the needs and what are the gaps and understanding the system and, you know, uh, the wider communities, uh, what the wider community's contribution would be to these uh, minority groups is just very crucial. So I'm, I'm pretty much... Uh, sure that I'm going to be and I think you'll worker. be a great asset as well yeah. you, you're pretty amazing and to be honest um, the social work space does not have a lot of representation in terms of people that are from a variety of communities especially the refugee community yeah. so to have a social worker with your background is absolutely amazing and I am excited to watch you grow like it's just been an amazing journey, you know, from you being a client and then just watching the huge strides that you have made in such a short space of time. That's true. You've been an amazing, an amazing supporter uh, of me and uh, you and uh, the friends around you have been immensely supportive. Thanks so much, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. Welcome. And, you know, I am really i'm grateful you know it's 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 my pleasure and it's it's something i'm really passionate about if i can get everyone to get to that point in their lives where they're able to fulfill their greatest potential i feel for me that's like my life purpose and that's what makes me happy so um sammy before we finish the show today i just wanted to ask one important question because i think it's important for our listeners to learn something so what is one important thing that you want people to learn or to know about in terms of being somebody from a refugee background? Yeah, um, it's really hard to answer it in short sentences. No, you, can, you, can, you, can, you can have a... Yeah, it's just <laughs> one big important thing as a refugee, just uh, the need to be belonged. That belongingness, mm -hmm. that's the most crucial thing for anyone to settle in a new place, in a new country. Mm. So there is a big role that the wider community can play in this uh, in this space. Mm. Just creating the space for these people is really, really important. It starts with from the neighbors mm. that the refugees are are staying, are living by, and uh, if people from the wider community are keen to get to know uh, these people with the refugee background. It's just the start. It starts from the neighbors, you know, mm -hmm. then it can grow to the, to, to, to the bigger, uh, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, no, it makes sense. Belonging is very important for everyone. For anyone to feel like they belong and they're happy and they're accepted, they just need to feel like they belong in the space that they're in. So I think that is a very important aspect when it comes to set the settlement process for people from a refugee background, because yeah. a lot of people even have like an identity crisis. You don't really know how much of myself do I have to cut off, how much um, 
of the new culture do I have to embrace? So I feel like it's like a constant struggle between both. Yep, the need to convert, the need to be accepted. Mm. But just when, when you create a space for these people, they can be themselves, but at the same time bring uh, great assets yes. to, to the community and yes. to the society yes. as a whole. Yes. These people are like any like any people uh, can bring uh, their, their 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 knowledge, yes. their their skills, yes. you know, their yes. passions, yes. The culture, language. There are a lot of things that they can bring, which can contribute uh, amazing things to the society as a whole. Definitely, yeah. and you know, on top of that, like one thing I'll say from my professional experience is the one of the most important ingredients to supporting people from a refugee background is building a great relationship. So you really need to put in that effort and time into building a great relationship. And then from there, you'll be able to have a variety of discussions. They'll be more open with what they need. The, you know, they'll be more willing to, to take part and participate. But it begins with you. You know, um, a lot of people do not have as much confidence, which, which, which makes sense because if you're in a new place and you're still trying to figure out how things work, you're not as confident, you know, and, and you're afraid of doing the wrong thing. So if you see somebody from a refugee background that is quite shy, it's not that they're antisocial, it's not that they do not want to have conversations and they do not want to participate, but it's because for a lot of them, it's, there's a lot of anxiety you know, around saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. So just be that person that approaches them with kindness and allows them to let their get their guard down so that you can build a better beneficial relationship. Um, a lot of our former refugees had amazing careers before they moved to New Zealand. Some of them worked in the medical field. Some of them uh, were pilots. You know, some of them were chefs. You know, some of them just were even part of like amazing youth development teams or community development teams. So a lot of them actually are great assets. You know, the only difference is maybe they might not have the paperwork to back that up. But I've, these people contribute so much to us as well at Red Cross, and they're wonderful, and I've, I've watched them contribute to the community. And even during the COVID crisis, we had a lot of our former refugees that were essential workers. So a lot of, you know, having refugees or people from refugee backgrounds in the country is actually quite special. It's yes. quite special. Yeah, one thing that I want to highlight now is that uh, the fact that I have seen great upside from Kiwis mm -hmm. to get to know uh, new cultures. Mm -hmm. uh, they, from my experience, I, I have encountered a lot of Kiwis who want to know about me, where you come from, what language I speak, you know, the way I dress and stuff. Uh, this shows me that there is an upside to know people, mm -hmm. but the missing thing is that there is no bridge to connect to, you know, oh, yes. that can connect these people. Mm -hmm. You know, the courage to come up and to approach you and just ask it is not easy. Yeah, they find it really difficult. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. they think that they think they are intimidating you. Uh, maybe yes. it's not that they are avoiding people. From yeah. what from what yeah. I have seen, I have seen lots of uh, good people, and yes. I'm really uh, happy. Uh, to introduce myself, my background, and I was mm. never shy mm -mm. to tell my stories, even my my painful stories, yes. because it gives them the you know the understanding, mm. 
it's great understanding and it builds it 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 it, it, it helps us yeah, a bridge build understanding, build understanding. yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, this show this program mm. is one of those bridges that can connect refugee people from yeah. refugee background and the wider community so we need to create these bridges, you know? Definitely. And this is why um, we started this platform, you know, to have these conversations. So for people that do not really have um, opportunities to be exposed to, um, you know, refugee background community can learn and, and maybe want it will want to take initiative to get to know these people. There's so many ways that you can be part of um, supporting people from refugee backgrounds. You can approach different organizations that work with refugee background people, and you can offer you know, your volunteer um, time or hours, either supporting, res- resettle them. You know, um, At Red Cross, we support our families, and a big part of the work we do, and the only reason we're able to perform our duties actually is our volunteer team, our volunteers. You know, our volunteers do so much. They help our families so much. So they work with our families for about um, six months and they support us a lot. Our team is only small and we have a huge group of clients that we work with. So we are really grateful for our volunteers. So volunteering isn't just about time, but it can also about be about you volunteering your knowledge. So if you want to maybe teach a class or you want to teach a skill, these are all things that are really important for people from refugee backgrounds. So it's all about reaching out to those organizations and the respective people that work within that area will teach you and equip you with skills on cultural competency and how to relate with people from refugee backgrounds. Uh, Thank you so much, Sami. It's been wonderful having you here and having these discussions. I wish we could talk forever because there's so much to say. But I believe that there's going to be more opportunities in the future to have more discussions around the refugee experience. But for now, I wish all of you a wonderful Saturday. And I'm going to leave you with a poem by J.J. Bola. That is a refugee poem. If you want to have access to this poem, it's on the UNHCR um, Facebook p- uh, page. And yeah, this is just a short poem about the refugee experience. Catch you again next month and have a beautiful day. Thank you for your time. Awesome. Imagine how it feels to be chased out of home, to have your grip ripped, loosened from your fingertips, something you so dearly held onto. Like a lover's hand that slips when it is pulled away, you are always reaching. My father would speak of home, reaching. Speaking of familiar faces, the girl next door who'd eventually grow up to be my mother, the fruit seller at the market, the lonely man at the top of the road who nobody spoke to, and our house at the bottom of the street, lit up by a single flickering lamp where beyond was only darkness there. They would sit and tell stories of monsters that lurked and came only at night to catch the children who sat and listened to stories of monsters that lurked. This is how they lived. Each memory buried, an artifact left to be discovered by archaeologists, the last words on a dying family member's lips. This was sacred. Not even monsters could taint it. But there were monsters that came during the day. Monsters who tore families apart with their giant hands and fingers that slept on triggers. The sound of gunshots ripping through the sky became familiar like the tapping of rainfall on a windowsill. Monsters that would kill and hide behind speeches, suits and ties. Monsters that would chase families away, forcing them to leave everything behind. I remember when we first stepped off the plane. Everything was foreign, unfamiliar, 
uninviting. Even the air in my lungs left me short of breath. We came here to find refuge. They called us refugees. So we hid ourselves in their language until we sounded just like them, changed the way we dressed to look just like them, made this our home until we lived just like them and began to speak of familiar faces, the girl next door who'd eventually grow up to be a mother, the fruit seller at the market, the lonely man at the top of the road who nobody spoke to and our house at the bottom of the street, lit up by a single flickering lamp where beyond was only darkness there. We would sit and watch police that lurked and came only at night to arrest the youths who sat and watched police that lurked. This is how we lived. I remember one day I heard them say to me, they've come here to take our jobs. They need to go back to where they came from. Not knowing that I was one of the ones who came, I told them that a refugee is simply someone who is trying to make a home. So next time when you go home, Tuck your children in and kiss your families. Good night. Be glad that the monsters never came for you in their suits and ties, never came for you in the newspapers where the media lies, never came for you, that you are not despised. And know that deep inside the hearts of each and every one of us, we are all always reaching for a place that we can call home. You've been listening to Refugee Youth Corner from the Red Cross Youth Group. Make sure to tune in on the second Saturday of the month at 10 a.m. and catch the podcasts on plainsfm.org.nz and Apple Podcasts.